Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of ADD News. This is your host, Marcos. Joining me is my co-host, Rufus. Hey, this is Rufus, and to give everyone a quick reminder of how this podcast works, Marcos and I spent the past week researching different news stories we we're interested in, and we're going to share them here today with you and each other for the very first time. And since Rufus took last episode's lead, I'll be starting today. Uh, Let's go ahead and do some follow-up on our previous stories, starting with uh, Lady Gaga's dog. Uh, That was returned to her uh, unharmed, and for all the people that were concerned with her spending half a million dollars on her dog's return, she had already committed to paying her dog walker's medical bills uh, before she even put the offer out for the half a million dollars, so everybody who was mad about that is shitty. Um, <laughs> next follow-up I have is the, uh, Stimmy Checks. Apparently they did not actually get launched into Syria. Those were other unrelated tax dollars because we have had the stimulus package passed. And, uh, Speaking of, where's my money? I need... I, I'm also waiting on my money. I need my Stimmy. I was told that I would get it over the weekend and was irritated when it didn't arrive, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I had big plans for that. What do you? I was about to ask. What are you planning on spending your uh, your stimmy on? I don't know. I've seen some funny jokes on Twitter about them. Um, my favorite of which is like one person like bought the, those weird mixed breeds of like cats that are bred with like large breed cats, like the predator kind. Mm. And I, they did it as a joke, but I really want one now. I want like a dog sized cat. I can like. I just saw one of those. Yeah, I just saw one of those on the way home. The picture said, I'm using my $1,400 Stimmy to convince my $1,200 Stimmy to get off the roof. And it was the (laughs) large cat that was just like (laughs) sitting there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that does does sound like a quality (laughs) purchase. Well, I don't know, like a helicopter ride or something. I haven't decided yet. I need to save that money, but. Right. But it's Stimmy money. Yeah. You could save other money. Stimmy is for spending, right? Yeah, I'm ruining my life working anyways. So that's that's what that money is for. Enjoy yourself, yeah. Sad money is for sad stuff. Stimmy money is for fun stuff. (laughs) Exactly. That's why it's called Stimmy. Why would it have such a goofy name if it weren't for spending frivolously? Um, Do you have any uh, follow up on any of the stories? Um, Not too much. Last I saw. The I keep trying to like just look for his name. The dude who was uh, doing unlawful hysterectomies on women at ICE. Mm-hmm. Uh, still not a whole lot of news on his trial. It it almost feels like they're trying to not talk about it again. Right. Uh, beyond that, no. Um, I'll go ahead and spoil some of the stuff I have for like Ted Cruz. Uh, between the Capitol riot in January, and then him abandoning Houston in, in February. Speaking of, what's he going to do this month? Um, uh, a group, <laughs> a an organization that does not like Ted uh, has been funding uh, mobile billboards that follow him to church and cruise around his neighborhood. Uh, oh, really American pack. They, <laughs> and the, the billboards just cruise around following him whenever possible. And they just say, Ted Cruz, traitor. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and they've been raising money to do this like week after week, and I can't think of a better thing 
to donate your stimulus checks to. Hey. That's really American PAC pack. <laughs> That's so funny. I know nothing else about the organization, but I know they, they hate Ted Cruz the passion. So And they're being funny about it. And that's really all <laughs> all you need to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. That's it follow up wise. I should do a better job of revisiting those stories. I wanna say that there was something else that uh I had follow up to. Oh, follow up to the Mr. Potato Head is now the cat in the hat. Well, Dr. Seuss and not the cat in the hat, because that's not at all relevant to the story. Now, after their fire uh, burned out on the dickless potato, they're mad about six books no one's ever read by Dr. Seuss. Um, oh, yeah. That the publisher willfully stopped publishing without any pressure or outside influence uh, because of racist drawings that are found in the picture or that are pictured in the books. And, uh,. Yeah, the conservatives that are mad about it, they're, for one, they're mad that the, about the very thing that they said would happen. So whatever we, whatever people were trying to get, like the government, like say with the, uh, the cake incident, the gay cake incident, um, people who were for free market rather than government involvement always said, you know, we don't need the government to force anyone to do that because the market will regulate because if, if they're going to be homophobic then people won't you know purchase their products or whatever and all of that and yeah. uh, you basically the free market would provide now what's happened with both potato head and now dr seuss is that companies that were not mandated by the government or even influenced by the public made changes that they felt were for the betterment of society as far as their product goes um and yeah no one on the left is calling was you know outspoken and calling for um, the banishment of Seuss's books. They should have been at some point. They've like, no, like, complained in the past, there but are, there's not been any like hard protests. Yeah. No one's like, hey, we should all just you know protest Dr. Seuss. No, he's Yeah, dead. no one... like, And the books in question weren't being protested because, again, no one knew anything about those books. Um, no one cared. The, like... The people on the left who would have complained about them had they seen those books didn't know about those books. And the people on the right who are complaining that the books are no longer being published also had never seen those books. Um, I grew up with tons of Dr. Seuss books in the house. My mom read them to to us all the time. And uh, not a one of those books was in our household. Um, Correct. I'd never even heard the title. The only title I'd even vaguely heard was the one about the zoo, the owning a zoo or whatever. But I still had not actually seen that book. Oh, what you find or, yeah, in a zoo. Own a zoo. And that's the one that has some extremely racist characters right. in it, essentially calling people of color zoo animals. Yeah. Gotcha. That book. Yep. And uh, that's the only title I'd heard before, but I don't recall ever seeing that book itself. Um, but yeah, other than that, like I've heard people complain that the cat in the hat's like depiction of, you know, a minstrel uh, caricature, but like even that is still around. So yeah, that was not like that's on the chopping block at all. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole free market thing, the whole free market regulating behavior, like they're all angry about it. But th- this is exactly what they said would happen that we didn't need government intervention because of this. And now they're complaining about this. <laughs> um, I have another Ted Cruz bit that ties right into this as well. <laughs> oh, are you, uh, does it have to do with all the readings? No, not the readings. It's his grift. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, 
I'm gonna read you like word for word like what my notes say on this. This bitch is signing green eggs and ham as if A, that book was being canceled, and B, this is anything to fight cancel culture. Um, which apparently is anything that means he can't be openly racist anymore. Um Ted Cruz and a bizarre take, I guess, from him, has decided that to to fight the left and to drive the left insane. I don't know how he actually talks. I'm not, I'm not going to try to personally if, if I can. I think um, he's got too high pitch of voice to try to <laughs> imitate. Uh, to mimic any kind of dignity. Yeah. Um, he's decided that anyone who donates to him and his run for Senate is going to receive or $60 or more. Um, will receive a hand-signed copy of Green Eggs and Ham from him. Which, it's not even like money that goes towards an anti-left organization, though he is an anti-left organization. It's just money for him. He's literally just taking that money. Right. Um, he, oh my god, he's literally quoted saying some nonsense like, oh, this is driving the left insane. Help me fight cancel culture on the left by paying me to sign a book I didn't write for children that's not that's not being, being canceled, canceled. <laughs> I, I don't. um and in part of this i really i found out that he apparently like they made a point to point out like he uh oh this is the direct quote from an article cruz has long held green eggs and hams in high esteem it's the book he read like in 2013 um uh when he was filibustering uh. senate like i'm fairly sure this is the only book he's ever read honestly <laughs> And he's just, this is the line. Like, this might be the line he draws in the sand where he is fighting for the right of Dr. <laughs> Seuss to have racist Nobody's stuff trying first. to take from, <laughs> like, they, ha- they absolutely have the right is the funniest thing. Um, nobody was pressuring. Nobody was doing anything. <laughs> they just, uh, yeah, they, the estate itself decided not to do that. Yeah, that's, and the fact that it's not even the yeah. books is so um, crazy. Do you see how much money he raised doing this? No. $125,000 in 24 hours. Jesus. And again, like, to reiterate, this is not money that's being donated. It's not like an actual, it's not a drive to, for any organization except the Senate race for Ted Cruz. And I can't feel, I can't see how that's legal. Right. Selling somebody else's property. <laughs> uh, well, it's donations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course. That's, that's the loophole. Um. That feels, yeah, that feels really sketchy. No, it's absolutely a grift, and he's figuring it out. And I, I feel like every single one of those people that is receiving a signed copy of Green Eggs and Ham from Ted Cruz also had the audacity to complain about how Lady Gaga spent her money getting her dogs back. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I bet you that money for Green Eggs and Ham could have also gone to something far better than that. Um, and it's not even something as good as getting your dogs back from dog nappers. So. <laughs> uh, it benefits less people. Um, speaking of, uh, so the whole Tucker Carlson outrage on Dr. Seuss um, that they spent days and days and days reporting on, the entire time that he was reporting, Fox did not once show one of the racist images that were in the books that were... That were being unpublished. If that not remotely surprised, if that doesn't tell you how bad those images are, that like, because if they weren't that bad, if they really weren't that bad, 
you would have Tucker up there with the pictures, um, even if they were inflammatory pictures, but not that bad. And being like, oh, look, this isn't that bad. See? But no. So tell me, why does the left think these images are racist? Yeah, nope, not a single one. <laughs> Only pan outs of the covers of the books and not a single image that was cited in why they were being unpublished. Um Oh my god. The news article that I saw on that compared it to the uh that um what's the what's his name? The stand up comedian, um the scrawny white guy. <laughs> uh oh man, you have to narrow that down. Um uh, currently popular. I, I can see his face as get the Hey everybody, this is Marcos from the future wanting to let you know that this was about John Mullaney. Please excuse that ADD moment. We hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Anyway, it's the the bit about comparing um, when you're comparing two words and you won't say one word. Uh, uh, one of those words <laughs> is obviously worse. Right. <laughs> Honky is just as bad as the other word. No, it's not. That was the comparison in the article that I, I really liked that um, Tucker is saying that something's so not a big deal, but won't even show it. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, that yeah, that's not even a little bit surprising. No, conditions here are great. Uh, there's nothing mm. wrong. We're not going to show you images of how great it is, but you can imagine how fine everything yeah, how is. How not bad. Heads. The left is who's they're the ones making up these racist allegations. Right. Um, not the actual evidence of racist right, and not the obvious images of <laughs> racist content. <laughs> the number one conservative complaint is the uh, nature of WAP being near the top of the billboards this year. And oh, oh my yeah. God, it's all I've heard about for the last couple of weeks. Like one person really? thought it was funny to compare WAP to the Seuss and, uh, now every single conservative thinks that it's the best argument that's ever been made. What's that argument? That, that they're oh, that oh yeah, that not only that they're comparable, but that it says a lot about society that uh, WAP is a popular song and that Seuss is being canceled when Seuss is for kids and WAP is not. Um, it's like they just make up stuff to compare. Um, yeah, no, it's it's just straw man central. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no one's telling kids to listen to WAP. There's not a kid. There shouldn't be a kids bop version of WAP. <sighs> Though kids bop by well, WAP by kids bop does sound fun to say. <laughs> WAP by um, kids bop. Doctor Seuss books are for children. They know that they do. They know this. Is this like forgotten somewhere? Well, and the other <laughs> thing is that like a sex positive song. Uh, being popular and one it's the radio edit let's be clear it's the radio edit that was top of the billboards not the uh oh, adult okay. version like i mean and they don't know that they they just keep saying it's what but like the radio edit is the one that is at the top of the billboards right now which doesn't have the word pussy in it um yeah and so it's they're not even complaining about something that makes sense there either but uh yeah like a sex positive song um is incomparable to racism. Like right. just because it's inappropriate for kids, the song doesn't mean that it's like bad. Did you know that women enjoy sex? 
I think this is the same as racism. How how is it okay GOP. for women to feel comfortable <laughs> with their sexuality while kids can no longer see really racist drawings? Um, like I don't. Oh, this sounds like 1984 to me. <laughs> yeah, turn your calendars back, folks. I've never read that book though. I only read Dr. Seuss. So yeah, really. <laughs> I've heard if it's about mostly it. pictures, that's then I've read it. <laughs> I've watched the cartoon to Animal Farm. Um, right. And I watched it in passing or in sixth grade when they played it because the teacher was hungover. I was absolutely napping. In <laughs> class, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they were performing WAP at uh, the Grammys. And boy, was that just uh, prude central. Like, I, I guess everybody that is just a massive skirt to heel conservative uh, was tuning in for the Grammys to complain about WAP being performed there. I've definitely heard more than my fair share of wildly inappropriate country songs. I can't think of me off the top of my head anymore. Um, Cause I don't literally just like the pop country, but I'm positive. Toby Keith has some kind of song about boners and hookers and blow or something. Yeah. And they're totally fine with that. Oh, yeah. Right. The double standard, especially because, uh, well, I, I remember when WAP first started topping the charts that uh, there was a post that said that it might be a little risque, but we were all in high school. Avenged Sevenfold did a song about murdering a girl and have and uh, like sexually assaulting its corpse and it was on the radio regularly. <laughs> um, oh, right. Like, yeah, that little piece of heaven or whatever by Avenged Sevenfold was regularly on the radio. I remember it on the radio all the time. And that was graphic and that was fine. Nobody, I don't remember anybody complaining about Avenged Sevenfold other than the like super conservatives, but like it wasn't like a public complaint. Um, right. Yeah, so that's that's where we're at that everybody's just complaining about nonsense constantly. And it's all just performative outrage. I think that deep down most of these people know that they're being ridiculous and that it doesn't even make sense. But like, it's like the, well, well yeah, well, well, what they're doing is they're attributing the outrage towards this to people on the left and like left leaning politicians, which though, yeah, we all kind of agree. Yeah. Racist caricature should not be present in books, especially in ones, ones aimed at children. But none of us were like lining up to protest or to call out Dr. Seuss's estate for these books. We have in passing, but we're not like... Right. Saying something's like sketchy and is like not the same. Burning down the warehouses. Yeah, there's no, yeah. been no Seuss book burnings. Um, um, so they're creating... They're, they're acting like the outrage or the, the mocking of our outrage means it's actually real. Like, oh, the left hates this. This is how you get the left. When no one's responding to them. Yeah. You know? it, they're throwing pep rallies of how they're winning the war on cancel culture. And I, I feel like this performative <laughs> outrage is just like something that is like this cultural war is being fought because Republicans don't have a single piece of like valuable political legislation to bring forward. So it's just like the only thing they have is to bitch and moan about uh, cancel culture constantly. Um, right. Also, oh, I remembered the tangent I was going on earlier about Seuss that Horton Hears a Who was actually his own book that was apologizing for his racist uh, ideas um, because he was pro Japanese genocide and then went to Japan and the whole a person's a person no matter how small was a reference to like right. Jap like 
Japanese people. And he dedicated that book to a Japanese friend that he made. And so, like, honestly, if he knew that those books were getting pulled because of the hurtful imagery that he had, because those were like some of his first books, I'm sure he would have been fine with it because he published an apology for that exact thing later on. Uh, But that's too much for conservative brains. And then speaking of the Grammys, uh, other in other news, we have the weekend boycotting the Grammys moving forward because he was snubbed after having and like I've been wanting to talk about the weekend for a little bit because he had so blinding lights was at the top 10, uh, the Billboard top 10 every single week for an entire year consecutively and in most of those it was in the top seven and in several of those it was in top five and he did not get a nomination through like didn't even get to show up much less like lose the award but like it was not even invited to the ceremony i mean who hasn't done that though that sounds like a a pretty easy yeah well especially if you ask the people (laughs) going back to the super bowl um my my dad's friends even whenever they saw him performing they were like oh i guess they just let anybody perform now and i'm like this is like every single one of his songs you know just because you don't recognize uh, it's an unfamiliar black face (laughs) like doesn't mean that he's just anyone (laughs) i had guys come by the hotel like does he only have like a one hit wonder that he's even put out? Yeah, every like, single song he puts out is gold <laughs> since like for the last like 10 years or like seven years, whatever the album that had like Often in the Hills. I think the first one I ever heard from him was actually Starboy. I have no idea. Well, yeah, yeah. it was the album before that that had uh, Often and the Hills. Those are also very memorable songs um, that also topped the charts. Like often Katy Perry, when often came out, said that it was her favorite song to have sex to. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that sounds way more familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, every single song that he, or all of his hits at least. And ever since then, ever since that album, um, I mean, I can't feel my face is like the most popular kid song ever. And it's about him doing cocaine and anybody who's capable of doing that, <laughs> making a song about doing cocaine and it being the number one kids bop song. Um, That's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was on that same album. Um, and so to have all that and then have blinding lights top the charts for every week for a whole year. Um, yeah. And he said that it's because of the, uh, secret committees, which sounded sketchy at first, but I looked into it and it actually is a secret. The people who determine not only who gets in after the nomination, but also who actually receives the awards is determined by secret committees. God, that sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> so I don't blame him. And he's, he's growing like he's another artist in a growing number of, uh, Black artists, especially who are snubbing the Grammys back because it just ends up like the Oscar, like it's like the Oscars, except for that. There actually are like, you know, so many like with the Oscars, there's just not very many black actors like uh, there are, but not like as many well known. Well, yeah, because they're not they're being underrepresented. And And that's that's an industry problem. Um and that is visible because of like more visible with the right. awards ceremony, but especially like in, in with, music, which there are with, there are a lot more prevalent black artists. It's also easier yeah. to like to measure their popularity, like with the weekend, 
dropping right. charts week charts week after week for an entire year. Yeah, the first artist like a, to have a song at the top of the charts every consecutive week for an entire year. Yeah, numerically, he's he should have won something. Like just yeah, that's way more like like race related issues in the yeah, it's, ceremonies. It's a more egregious offense on the, yeah. the Grammys. I think I, um, I agree. Yeah, the Academy is more like that entire industry has been. Yeah, from the top down, that's more of like a showcase of how bad the industry is. This is just like the Grammys are being dicks. The grab, yeah. This the committees are obviously have a racial bias. The Academy's bad too, though. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it is bad. It's just a different, a different kind of bad. Yeah. Um, Grammys are only run by eighty-year-old white men. Yeah, that obviously keep their committee secret for this exact reason. <laughs> uh, this old man named Stanley, I can't think of the old last name, Smith. Uh, he, he has his finger on the pulse of today's music. Yeah, he knows what's good and what's not. Yeah, he was into swing music back when that was considered the devil music. So, <laughs> uh, Speaking of music, um, moving into the next topic, which is the police. Um, have you heard about the recent string of incidents where law enforcement were playing popular music in an attempt to get the Instagram uh, and YouTube filters to trigger the copyright filters to trigger when they were being recorded. No. Yeah. This is like something when people are recording. Yeah. Them. Like they're recording them. And so the cop will pull his phone out and play a super popular song the first the first incident of it was uh the co- a cop here in california i want to say la was doing um it was a sublime song was it uh is it santeria is that the name yeah probably. yeah it was playing that that's also just that's literally you saying uh-huh i got you now i can commit crimes because you can't use your evidence that's that's confession but yeah it's so sketchy and then there's the next one was uh where was this so, okay, so the first one was Beverly Hills that did Sublime Santeria. Okay, so I've got the article now. Um, and then another one did uh, Beatles Yesterday Loudly. And then this one was um, in Illinois who started playing uh, country music really loudly. But in this one, the woman recording it was not live streaming it. Uh, so... His like she could just edit out the music um, because that really only works <laughs> well, for live streaming, just... um, which people live stream a lot because they're scared that cops are going to take their phone and destroy evidence. Oh yeah, that's fair. Um, right. Of course and they so they're trying to trigger the live stream filters with the music, which is just like so insanely shitty that you can't Jesus. have uh, that, that that they're even trying to do that. But that's even a thought. I don't even know. Like none of the articles I've read have said that whether or not it's worked, whether or not those videos or live streams like actually got like triggered it. But the fact that they're attempting is obnoxious. Yeah, no, no, it really is. It's just, I mean, it's less than their attempts to just not be recorded while committing crimes. I mean, it's, I don't want to make it seem like it's uh, same old, same old, because it is just, it's a, in addition to their mountain of shitty acts uh, between suddenly had no one, on the police force has a function. Right, or you lost some the recording or... To something. Um, evidence was lost in the case. Um, weirdly, the witness was murdered. Yeah. Or something like that. Now they're trying to directly influence 
people trying to gather evidence against them. Right, or protect themselves from harm. Right. Uh, yeah, because I guess, like, the other thing is, like, even if the video didn't get taken down, like, if the audio gets removed because of the filter triggering, um, that pretty much, pretty well destroys the evidence of any wrongdoing as far as audio goes. Right. Yeah, they can't determine what the what um, commands are being or ordered. Or what they're or, saying, yeah. Yeah. Complying uh, it's just a dark turn whatever. in police conduct. Um, and speaking of police conduct, uh, we've got the Derek Chauvin trial. Yes. I was hoping you had information on that because I looked up some, but uh, last I saw, is they were only yeah. seven jurors So when in. it started, I was like, I was blown away by the fact that they're live streaming this entire process, but then it got sort of boring really quickly because they're the jury selection I did forgot it escaped my immediate uh recollection that the jury selection process is a really 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 long process so the trial doesn't actually start till the 29th but they've been recording or live streaming gavel to gavel on court tv so if anybody's listening that's interested in that you can google court tv or if you have the channels on cable you just search for court tv and i do have a little bit on where we're at jury selection wise and that is that the first several jurors of color who were presented from the jury pool were stricken by the defense team. Um, Are there still no people of color on the jurors? I the have not seen four the, white as well. I've not seen the latest four. Um, that was yeah the last oh, okay, the last I'd you. looked in on um, because the jury selection process is mind numbing to watch live. It's a lot of questions that are like worded very like poorly. I saw one of them and it was oh, yeah. one of the people that they used to strike or used to strike on that. It was just like, are you sure that you could be objective given that you believe that police should be reformed and stuff? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. It's like, are you sure? Like, I was just like, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was like an hour of them oh establishing God. of the defense, trying to establish cause to strike for, um, without having to burn one of their own strikes, like trying to get like him to say something that would prove that he was ineligible because of his beliefs or whatever. But yeah, yeah, of, uh, but it didn't work, and so they had. Thing. And this was like this was a white guy too, but he donated money to organizations that advocate for police reform. It was a proponent of like the BLM organization and like all this stuff, and so yeah, they ended up having to burn a strike on him as well. But and the but yeah, no, it's a mind numbing process. But what I do know is that the first couple of uh, jurors of color that from the pool uh, were stricken. For what seems like because of their color, of course, they had to, the defense has to <laughs> give a non-race reason, but that's pretty easy to get around. And so, yeah, at the, at the start, the first four panel jurors were white and that's like playing out to seem like a pretty sketchy trial, except for the wrench that just got thrown into it, which is really what I want to talk about. Uh, just a couple days ago, um, a settlement thing. Yes. Oh, gotcha. Cause I was, <laughs> I didn't want to like rail your parade, but I had that geared up and ready to go. Yeah. If you want to, go if you want to oh, no, talk no, about I, the, okay. Yeah. I actually had a news article pulled up. I didn't have like notes taken down for anything. Okay. Yeah. It was, I was just mostly just that, um, 
the city of Minneapolis agreed to pay $27 million to the state of George Floyd as a settlement for wrongful death lawsuit, which is the most any city has paid out for uh, any wrongful death case involving police brutality like that. And that's huge because this is coming out of these payouts are coming out of taxpayer dollars for the city. And so eventually it's going to be too expensive to keep police like this on the force. Um, It should be coming out of police pensions, the payouts or there should be actual consequences to these things. (laughs) But like, I mean like actual ramifications, which is yet to be seen. We'll see if this one ends up turning into a, a letting him off with, you know, a slap on the wrist type of thing. Um, but yeah, no, he should, they should both, it should be on the police's dime, not the city's dime. And also there should be criminal consequences because right. if you had to pay $27 million or if a police department had to pay $27 million out of its pension fund, um, it would be way more careful about who they put on the streets. Um, yeah. Or if police had to like carry a, like their own personal insurance where if after a couple incidents of, you know, the, you know, cause you some, some of the times when this happens, when it gets to this breaking point, you find out that the officers have had dozens of reports of like excessive use of force on their track record. And right. if those had to get reported to like an insurance company every time they happened and they upped the premium, eventually it would be too expensive to keep these officers hired and that would be some way to gate it yeah. that like you can't uh, that a police union can't interfere with. But yeah, twenty seven million dollar settlement, which, you know, that doesn't repair the loss of a life, but it goes a long way to making sure that there's obvious consequences for this conduct. I was curious looking at some of the new jurors. Yeah. Um, I'll also read through the first three you we uh, you already know about. Uh white guy chemist called himself a logical person claims he hasn't seen any videos of Floyd's arrest, but apparently visited the memorial. Uh, oh, I forgot fiance, about that. Which again, just feels like a really weird thing to say. How have you not seen any of the but footage? Felt the need or, to go see the memorial. Right. Um, the other one uh, is mixed slash multiracial woman in her twenties. She's the one that claimed she was super excited to be part of the jury, especially when she found out that it was the George Floyd, Derek Chauvin case, which doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. It has like that. I'm a sorority girl vibe. Right. And I can't wait to ruin this case. Yeah. Honored and and excited are two different. Like, like there's this verbiage that could have been different because saying excited for a murder trial is super fucking weird. Because this is like the third or fourth different article that's phrased it in a similar way. Like then uh, she made it very clear this is this is what she's here for. That this is what she wanted when she got the pamphlet in the mail. Yeah, I think she, I want to say she's also the one that has like an uncle or family that's also in the police force. Oh yeah, there were two of them that had like either close friend or relative in the police. Yeah, force. the uh, the chemist guy also. Uh, I think he said he had a friend on the police force. No, no, no. The uh, it's a third guy, the or third juror who was also a white guy. So he's a friend of the police force, but hasn't spoken to him about the case or seen him since the pandemic. And I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe a lot of the stuff they if said you about have him. A, 
if you have a cop buddy from Minneapolis, you've mentioned at some point in time either the death of George Floyd or the protests that uh, proceeded. Or, the, like or your the, cop buddy had mentioned it to you. <laughs> oh, no, he's definitely complaining about something. Um, and now we're going to get into some of the new ones. Again, this is just an article from... Oh, this is from Fox, actually. So, uh, and they, they all have randomized numbers um, already. So the fourth guy is a white man in his 30s from Minnesota, of course. Uh, getting married soon, but I'm going to push that date back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's also friends with one of the witnesses, who's a forensic scientist, which feels inappropriate. Yeah, that that does sound a little like weird. In either direction, that sounds like inappropriate. Any kind of familiarity with a witness on the case, I feel like, would sway your judgments. Right. The fifth one is, oh, a black man in his 30s, works in IT. He's an immigrant. When asked about what he thinks of defund the police, he's opposed to the idea. Ah, uh, yes. Of course, the only minority that they've paneled uh, that up to that point. Uh, no, no they're, they're making up for it now. A uh, Hispanic man in his 20s is the sixth one, I think. Uh, a route driver likes soccer, listens to true crime podcasts. That's definitely not going to influence anything he says. Thinks media reports can be biased. He wrote that Chauvin was just showing off his authority by continuing to kneel but also felt that Floyd could have avoided the situation by complying with police. Jesus. (laughs) So basically they're only picking people of color who are going to be pro cops. Essentially. That's that's right. Everyone it looks like God dang. Um, Um, well, cause also I want to say one of the earlier jurors I read in in a different article had literally used the phrase that all lives matter equally. Like they're just, yeah, in the in the jury selection, I believe. Yeah, because god dang, man. Because one of the women that was cut, she phrased her view of the Chauvin thing as he used unfair actions, which is an extremely mild take on the murder of somebody. Uh, especially the murder of somebody that caused the outrage that it did. The murder like, of a lot. He had a cop called because it was a. They thought it was a counterfeit bill. Uh, that's not. No one should die for that. No one should die for most crimes, much less. No one should even be assaulted for that. Like, there was no need. And she thought that was unfair, that a man was dead, and that was the reason they used to cut her. Uh, she was Hispanic. Uh, but this, oh, they, but they burned one of their uh, one of their things on that, right? That wasn't oh, like Yeah, a, their strikes. Yeah. It just, it just, it's already feeling super one-sided. And right at the very least, the defense has paneled a hung jury because you're not going to get all of those people to convict. Yeah. Oh, or yeah, like with 100 percent. The last one is a white woman in her 50s, single mom to teenagers. She has had contact with uh, Attorney General Keith Elson. That's kind of a weird thing to even point out. She has some empathy for the officers and for George Floyd playing the court. I'm sure his death is not something anyone intended to happen. Oh, I, how is the prosecution not striking some of these? (laughs) 
Um, I want to say the prosecution used five of their strikes already. I think I had a list So just here. the whole jury pool was shit for the prosecution? Uh, everyone else was literally, they showed up in a white hood. <laughs> Other than the three people or four people that the defense has stricken so far? Uh, so far, defense has used eight of their strikes. Prosecutors have used five of their nine challenges. Okay. But defense uh, has already blown through over half of theirs. Yeah, every time anyone says anything that's remotely... Like, not... I, I believe black people are people. Mm, I don't know. Strike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> doesn't sound very uh, fair and balanced Sounds to me. Sounds pretty one-sided, Judge. <laughs> God dang, that's... And that Obvious was, bias, yeah. And that was a Fox article. I, I could probably find a more detailed one eventually that lists some of the worst things. Those are things that Fox felt were appropriate to put out. <laughs> One more thing on the Chauvin case. Uh, one thing that I saw today was that his attorney, after paneling that absolutely star jury for himself, the defense attorney wants um, <laughs> the trial delayed because he believes that the result of the $27 million lawsuit will prevent his client from having a fair trial. Oh, yeah. I think they're uh, looking at uh, re-reviewing are re-interviewing all the current jurors to make sure they're still unbiased somehow on this murder case. Yeah, that's because, uh, of course... Just, yeah, just putting it off as long as possible. Until the public forgets about it, yeah. Yeah. Which I I don't think they are. No. I, Chauvin's not getting away with this somehow, I hope, at least. I hope. The question is whether or not he's going to get punished appropriately, like what his sentence will be, whether or not he gets out early, that kind of thing. I hope someone drops a bounce house in his front lawn. <laughs> I hope they fill his house with the screams of happy children. That's And not noxious gases. <laughs> That's harrowing. I don't want the screams of happy children in my house. <laughs> People, please do not firebomb the house of Derek Chauvin. <laughs> yeah, we do not advocate the firebombing of uh, Derek Chauvin's house here. Have you seen that uh, Why Does Kids You Know bit? Where they're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you know it is illegal to say I am going to murder the president? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not illegal what I'm saying because I'm explaining to you that it's illegal to say. <laughs> and it's especially illegal tell you that you can go to the rooftop of this address with a grenade launcher to assassinate mm. the president. <laughs> that is an illegal thing you should never say out loud. Yeah. Man, I miss those sketches. That was funny. <laughs> Why does kids know it was so good? Probably canceled for some really valid and horrible reasons, but the bits were funny. They were. They were good. Especially for their time. They were oh yeah quality content back then <laughs> in an age where we were lacking in quality content. <laughs> the next story I have, we're going to venture into Texas territory. Yeah. And the first one that I want to talk about is a fun one for me um, <laughs> because I'm at the forefront as a former Texan current Californian. I'm at the forefront at defending California from Texas's attacks because none of the rest of California cares what Texas thinks except for me. Um, I'm really looking forward to one day you showing up on like a Californian news channel. And here today we have Marcos, our resident <laughs> defender uh, expert on Texas and Texas <laughs> things they do and say. Because nobody else cares what's going on over there. <laughs> 
This man has devoted his life to translating the main actions <laughs> of Texas. Of our large neighbor state. Okay, so, and speaking of the conflict between Texas and California, Texas' favorite thing in the whole world to do, other than generally complain about California when it's unrelated to the uh, subject matter, is to claim that Californians are leaving in mass to Texas and talk about how, oh, don't California are Texas this and and don't move here and vote blue that and just constant never ending like just circle jerk of thinking that Californians want to live there. And while there may be a significant number of Californians that have moved to Texas, they're all people who belong in Texas anyways, not... People move all the time to all kinds of places. I don't... Right. But the, like a lot of Southern California, in my experience so far, uh, there's a lot of conservatives down here that like want to go oh, no. to the Mecca that is Texas, the conservative Mecca. Uh, I vividly recall that sea of Trump flags and, uh, yeah, down by the marina. In the Oceanside Marina, yeah. You're not allowed to own a boat unless you voted for Trump. Right. There was like six Biden flags and then like... I, 150 trump flags and each one each boat had that had one had like three of them uh yeah yeah so that's the that's the big bit that texans have is that they think that californians want to move there and they get that idea mostly because like people like elon musk um moved there to stop paying because he didn't want to pay state income tax anymore um and so he's going to a place where he can do the most harm to his employees legally and pay back society the least amount um right and so they're like oh look there's a guy who lives in california who's moving here who's a billionaire that must mean all the liberals are coming when billionaires are notoriously conservative because they don't want to share their money exactly Um, (laughs) and so yeah anyway all that to say that uh the associated press had an article that caught my attention March 5th was when this was posted. And it says that new research from a nonpartisan think tank think tank has found that the popular notion of a mass exodus from California during 2020 was wrong. The California Policy Lab says most of the moves during 2020 happened within the state. The research announced this week found departures from the state were consistent with historical patterns, but the biggest statewide change was that fewer people moved to California. Uh, the lab says that San Francisco experienced a unique exodus at the county level, but that most remained within the 11 county San Francisco Bay Area economic region. Many left counties, many left for counties in Sierra Nevada uh, and elsewhere in Northern California. Um, so this whole absolute like nightmare of a joke where everybody thinks that Californians want to move to Texas um, has been with actual data proven wrong <laughs> that all of the Californians <laughs> who were basically all of the Californians who moved last year moved within state or to Sierra Nevada. Um, so fuck you, Texas. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, not even surprised. Uh, I know, no, you, yeah. you got us there. That's not, you, you win this round with your facts and logic. Uh, but my feeling is you're going to have some words in a little it's while. It's so funny because right? that's, Everybody's like, no, they move here and they move to Austin. And that's why Austin's like that. But Austin's actually where Texans go to save up the money to move to California when they're one out of Texas. Um, 
<laughs> or either that or Austin uh, is densely populated with people from Silicon Valley and LA that uh just moved to move just because they wanted a change of scenery in their life and they had the money to do that. Um, and Austin's the only comfortable area to live in in Texas as far as the political climate. Oh, yes. Yeah. Austin is full of liberals, which means it's not... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, it feels like a lot of our major cities went blue. Well, it's super weird, though. I know, yeah, like, in general. Yeah, like, Austin's got the stereotype, but... Yeah. Um, Even Fort Worth... Didn't Fort Worth go blue or nearly go blue no fort worth was red and dallas was blue i mean wasn't it fairly close i i think so i think a lot of texas counties were close i want to say it was within a few like a couple points yeah which takes me into our (laughs) next segment uh abbott and his like absolute voter (laughs) suppression like in the most brazen ways all right, I've I've talked a lot. So do you, you said that you had stuff on Abbott today too, right? Yeah, I had a, a few things on Abbott so and Paxton specifically. Um, so as everyone knows and keeps shitting on Texas for, uh, despite it being the demands of one one old man, because um, I had no say in this matter. Uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, Governor Abbott decided we're going to open up the entire state 100%, no mask mandates. Um, I think with the exception of the executive order Biden did, which is in In public buildings buildings. or public transportation, Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm sure is getting enforced a lot. Um, Yeah. uh, And in response to this, Travis County and city of Austin um, are still enforcing and mandating mask laws. Uh, which you would think would be their right. Like, they can govern themselves. It's just a city and a county. Let, let them have masks. It's not infringing on anyone's actual rights to wear masks or enforce that they should wear masks when there's over, I don't even have the exact number anymore, over 500,000 deaths in America. And I think 48,000 deaths in Texas alone. I could be wrong on that. I think we're getting, check I think we're getting closer to 600,000 now. In yeah, the United oh, States. not even surprising. So Austin has decided, and Travis Callahan, to continue enforcing mask laws. Uh, and Abbott and Attorney General Paxton are probably just having none of this. Um, it's totally fine for them to go and basically not follow the orders of the current president of the United States. Executive orders, they're going to keep on deporting people, open up the state despite how many of them are dying in their own state. Um, there's, they're filing suit against the city of Austin and Travis County. Um, Paxton, uh, who I have here quoted as what a dumb bitch, <laughs> um, uh, recently tweeted, I told Travis County, the city of Austin to comply with the state mask law that you don't have to wear masks. Not like a real law. It's more like just do whatever you want, whatever. Um, they blew me off. So once again, I'm dragging them to court. Adler will never do the right thing on his own. His obstruction won't stop me from keeping Texas free and open. These pieces of shit. Um, I don't understand. I don't think I ever will. This uh, need for the right to portray mask as some kind of oppression or government overreach. Um, 
when in reality <laughs> if government said it was illegal to wear masks that would actually be the overreach and it's yeah, the opposite because that actually <laughs> that's what this is this is what they're doing they are doing government overreach in fact um i uh last i saw austin is currently able to still have their mandate until the suit is completed or they lose it i guess um I do want to point out that according to Abbott's proclamation or whatever the law they passed, uh, cities and counties are able to still mandate mask laws, but only if their hospitals are that are ICU beds are uh, have fifteen percent occupancy of COVID patients. Um, which again is kind of shitty because that's not what masks are for. Masks aren't for patients in hospital beds. Um, they're to prevent that, and do they not realize that? Like the the whole purpose of the mask was to prevent as much spreading as possible until we can get everyone vaccinated, essentially. Um, and it's cool that Abbott has his vaccination, um, while frontline well, workers like, in Texas still have not qualified. Right, uh, and there are, I've seen nothing but horror stories online of uh, people with uh, immune uh, immunodeficiencies, with disorders or lung conditions who are still unable to get vaccinated. <laughs> um, and this also just kind of feels like along the line of, remember a while back, everyone would complain about, mostly the right, would complain about, like, oh, these frivolous lawsuits. They're suing over hot coffee at McDonald's. Coffee's supposed to be hot, though in fact... That was actually was, not frivolous because she sustained massive injuries and wa- only wanted... Aggressive surgery, yeah. yeah. She just wanted her bills paid, and they refused. Um, so my mom actually, I told my mom about this recently, and uh, oh yeah, uh, back in Brownwood, where you and I lived uh, for a little while, uh, a man was killed in a dog food plant. He fell into machinery because they didn't have proper equipment in place, and was mulched oh into God. dog food, and his family received almost nothing from that. Um. And that's just a, a general corporation's trying to screw over the people who work for them and for the people who they cause suffer for. That's unrelated to what we're talking about today, though. This, these same people who make claims like that, frivolous lawsuits, they're going to complain over anything, are the same ones filing suits against entire cities and counties for doing a pretty bare bones attempt at keeping their at citizens containing safe. a pandemic at and a. Uh, Worldwide recognized pandemic that's killed yeah, millions of people. Over two and a half million people in one year. Yeah, like, um, and we're one of the few countries that's that just maintained horrible conditions for it. Um, I, I don't, I don't get. Yeah, that. I don't understand. Um, this isn't Abbott caring about Texans or even just any citizens or really. No, anyone. he's just trying to cover it his feels, ass for the energy crisis and. So he's satiating his base who's been asking for open Texas without masks since the beginning. Right. Yeah. And, what, and, what, and the attack on Austin almost feels like, well, like you said earlier, um, Austin is known as like the hub of liberals. So anything he can do to get at those liberals, he's going to do it. Right. And I actually have a timeline that's gonna this of the times where he's like bothered Austin's sovereignty as a city. Yeah. 
Ah, and this is uh, this is a fun little segue for that actually because that's pretty much all I had is this. Um, he and Paxter are now suing Travis County, Austin, for trying to do some mask laws. Which again, why is this the line? Um, but yeah, Abbott has a history of over again using his power to, in ways he shouldn't be and overreaching <laughs> to. Yeah, to, to insane, honestly upsetting and scary degrees, um, of which I think you said you had a list of. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we we did talk about this in our very first attempt at an episode, but we lost all of the audio for that episode. So I'm actually glad we get to go back and talk about it now that we have like a that Abbott keeps doing enough shitty things to where we have an opening for that. Um, so it started when I started tracking Abbott doing shitty things uh it was when he decided that the state troopers for the state of texas were going to take over the austin police department um in a hostile takeover because they didn't feel he didn't feel that uh austin was doing a good job of enforcing uh or of keeping its city staffed with police um Real quick, did did he ever go through on his plans to like to to withhold funding from cities that do this as well? I don't know if that's made it to legislation. I know he was talking about it, yeah, and I, I have it in this lineup. Okay, yeah, yeah go ahead. Then, my bad. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, so then there was the police funding issue because Austin had uh, voted to dial back some of the funds or cut the budget for police departments. Um. And he, uh, Abbott decided that he was going to, through some sort of executive order, try to force cities to pay the full amount in the budget for the police departments and not, not roll back, which is just like insane overreach because the city has its own government and it, it determines its budget and allocates its funds. And it, it, it's a unique, every city is a unique biome to a state that self-governs and that's how it's meant to be because people at the state and then federal level don't know what's going on in the city to micromanage it that much like the budget that's insane um and he tried to and i actually have not looked back up since then because this was just a thing i remembered from the start um that yeah he tried to force the city of austin to continue paying police which like it's also upsetting because how are we ever going to get any kind of police reform if this is what's happening? If every attempt at the city level, you can't even do it at the opposition. city level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, shortly, well, this, go ahead. That's, this is also, this is literally a direct attack on any kind of democratic process because the people in Austin voted for these representatives with their interests in mind. Right. Yes, in a lot of cases, this isn't always how that works. Um, people but for the most to, part, Austin's like, blue and has blue representatives. So exactly. Yeah. And this is one of the few cities actually following through on what their people want. And then the governor comes in and is like, "No, no, no! I know y'all voted for these people and y'all voted for these policies, but we're not going to do that." And that is right. I it. The fact that it's like a recurring theme that he had the state troopers uh, do a hostile takeover of the police department for the city and and then until he could try to force through a bill to maintain funding. 
Um, and also like that's a toxic environment because those state troopers want to be doing state trooper things. Like that's why they took on that job was to not be confined to a city. Right. So they're going to be more shitty to the people that they encounter because they don't want to be there. Oh, absolutely. And then what happens to this? Oh, because Dallas is something similar a while back. Um, they brought in state troopers to make up for like a, a shortage of Dallas police officers. And they stationed them all like in the poor areas in South Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they, they hate it. This is not like the same way they're trained to do their job. Right. There's, I mean, um, especially in Texas, the state troopers are supposed to be on the highway. Around, they're supposed to be on yeah, the highway for the most part. Traffic tickets. Um, but yeah, they travel like great lengths on their beats because they, like they, like Texas is huge and they're on the highway. And I've been pulled over in the middle of nowhere for speeding by uh trooper that i'm like how how do you get home like what, do you, what is your schedule like like we're in the middle of nowhere what are you doing out here uh so for them to have that kind of breadth with their authority and then be confined to like patrolling an inner city area of a city they don't want to be in <clears throat> well there's already an issue one of the complaints people have with the way police forces work is that these aren't people from their community so they have no connection to anyone they don't view them as their own people friends and yeah. neighbors and people yeah these are oh no i'm going into they also don't that really corrupt report city to this city so anything they do is not going to be punished at by the city level or at the city level right uh, people can't file a complaint with their local councilman or something um, when it's a state or issue. even their mayor yeah or even their governor because of who their governor is yeah uh yeah if you take it all the way to the top he's not gonna care right which is just a terrible position for a lot of texans to be in especially the texans that don't want to live like this uh who voted for people at the city level because we always say you know your local elections matter in a democracy more so even than the presidency but then when this happens it like just totally erodes the fabric of the democratic process at both the local and state level Exactly. Um, Because after that, there was uh, a tidbit where I saw that he was celebrating um, Texas's decision to forcibly keep a child on life support against the request of the medical staff at the hospital who felt that it would be in this child's best interest to um, pull the plug, basically. That he was suffering yeah. and unlikely to ever regain consciousness, uh, and that it would be a mercy to take him off life support and let him die. And Abbott was celebrating the state refusing to allow them to do that and said that Texas will always vote for policies that support life. But like, holy shit, dude, that's not life. That is that is forcibly keeping someone in their meat suit against their will. Uh, a child, in fact, like forcibly keeping someone attached to this coil of pain um, <laughs> and calling that like what? Like, uh, like you're, you're some kind of hero for that? Like, uh, yeah, I um, I love that it's always in the worst ways that conservatives try to apply this whole um, like pro-life. Uh, oh, yeah. Never in ways that actually affect people who are. yeah if it's suffering then pro-life is fine but if if it's you know like uh a fetus that then you know obviously you can't terminate you can't terminate that 
but you can terminate people on death row and you can let homeless people starve and you could let those that fetus once it's born uh starve to death but yeah that it's just always so wacky how how it's all applied that's because republicans believe in pro-life and that life is pain so as long as you're suffering for the next piece on the timeline there was the 2020 voter suppression which is actually like where this whole thing like really started for me um because and this is what it ties back into for the most recent thing as well so for the 2020 election um for the mail-in drop-off ballots uh he by executive order determined that every city is only allowed one box which means oh, that yeah. in Houston um a city of millions of people primarily minorities and uh, in many sections of Houston very poor have to find a way across town and across town being a massive metropolitan city uh, to... Right, in areas where not everyone has transportation um, or, uh, you know, the ability to get off work uh, at a reasonable time. Yeah, I mean, just... And to drop off, like, the it doesn't even make sense. Like, you know, he's, like, saying it's... And it's always to, uh, for election security, which um, is, a, is very clearly now, especially after today a dog whistle for making sure that minorities don't get a vote. Um, yeah. And it's always been that way with Republicans, but they've not ever been this brazen about it. Um, where, yeah, like, or I think it was not even city. I think it was County where Harris County had one ballot box for drop off. Oh yeah. Down there. Uh, down yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was the biggest thing where like you, you would have to travel across County and this, so it's not even like a city bus could take you there. And yeah, that's if that's not voters, and there's no reason for that. Like, there's no. It's not like one box is gonna versus having boxes in every jurisdiction is gonna change the integrity of the election because that happens after you've collected the ballots. And also, there's not been any recorded cases, or not not any, but like very few recorded cases of fraud in substantial amounts. Like, yeah. I think there were, they they cite one case, but it was like 17 total votes, which when you have that. Or total ballots, which they caught. So there was zero total fraudulent ballots counted, but 17 ballots out of, right. you know, the how many people live in the state of Texas? Uh, 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 some like uh, yeah. millions? I don't know. Millions uh, of people, though. <laughs> yeah, I've got I it. We can look that up. I have the internet. 29 million in 2019. So of the 29 million people, um, <laughs> Obviously, you can cut that down a little bit for people in voting uh, age or people of voting age um, of the tens of millions of people. We'll say 17 fraudulent yeah. ballots were uh, found and they were found and they were found. And that's it, which is like n nothing. That doesn't even no, change. That, like that. I, that wouldn't even change the vote for like a school board. Much less like a city or <laughs> or the state. Um, Class presidents have 
like right larger 17 votes and that you know at a, at a 200 kid high school <laughs> 17 votes isn't gonna make or break um and so yeah but he's he's saying or that was that was where it started the voter suppression the blatant voter suppression um and we'll get to the more like horrible ones today in, in a sec because next on the timeline was um when the energy crisis happened he was on board with trying to blame green energy for the energy crisis oh yeah this, this is was this all a part of af- windmills and like, in his first solar post, energy. and this is i love how he does these back-to-back posts without recanting anything either in his first post it was um that he admitted that the nuclear facilities and the oil facilities at the natural gas facilities also all went down. Um, and then in the following post blamed the windmills, like he didn't just say every type of energy was down. Um, yeah, he was on Fox news that evening, um, talking about green energy. Uh, like once he made the first post, he was then told later that that wasn't the talking point. And then rather than deleting or editing it, he just kept going like like maybe people would forget that they read the post before that. Just so everyone is aware, nuclear, coal, all the energy didn't work, but also solar and wind energy. Which is 12% of our power grid. <laughs> um, and he did it again when, and you've, you've talked about this, that uh, he ended the mask mandates. Um and open Texas entirely. And in his post said that COVID was officially determined to be contained in the state of Texas, which if we're going to talk about containment um, means that if, because the state was open, that means that outside visitors who have friends or family in Texas that want to come say hello, um, that might have COVID would not impact the COVID rates. Um, or that um, the people in Texas who have COVID right now aren't going to impact the COVID rates because it's contained. And then five hours later, and the very next post said that it was um, inhumane and horrible how the Biden administration just set loose a bunch of COVID positive illegal immigrants and was exposing Texas and Americans to COVID with it. Um, and like, this was back to back posts, which one to start with, uh, even if we buy the premise that Biden personally went down there and like opened up the cages and set them free, like some sort of weird, like, (laughs) yeah. Um, and then just let them run out into the, into the sea of people um like let, like for a second let's buy that premise like we we said covid was contained which means that right. if somebody came from uh, a couple hundred people aren't going to influence right. covid rates across the entire state if if it's open and can, if your state's open and mask free because it's contained then what like if somebody from Oklahoma comes in and is covid positive is it still contained because if that's all it takes is a couple people that are positive then you're not really contained um because again, there's no like real borders within the United States where it like, uh, if you're going to ha- open up your state, then uh, that should also mean for economic travel, I assume. <laughs> um, right. And yeah. And so 
even if that happened. But that didn't happen because it turned out later that day that um, the federal government had actually offered to help get all of the migrants in Texas facilities tested and Abbott turned it down. So he didn't even know how many, if any, were positive. Um, but the ones that were positive were positive because of the horrible conditions that they were being kept in, in the Texas facilities, which is just like every single instance, like it's like fractal. Like if you zoom out (laughs) every, or if you zoom in on any one point that he's made, it's more wrong than any point he's made as a whole or than his whole (laughs) being as a whole. It's worse than the sum of his wrong parts. Yeah, every every part or every fraction is more wrong than it's whole. Um, and it's, it's insane that every single piece that no matter what way you cut it is so wrong. Um, he's yeah. There's like layering bullshit on top of each other until they can make it pass as a good soundbite on the news or something. Right. And the funny thing <laughs> is that like his base, which is dwindling. Cause he, unlike other Republicans who can pull off this type of shit, um, many of his base are mad that Texas was locked down for so long. And so, and then the rest of, oh so God. his, his base, this is actually why he's got all these Hail Marys is cause he's like in hot water with his, like some of his own base. And then obviously his not, you know, his political opponents. Um, <clears throat> right. And so, uh, yeah, I think that opening Texas was a Hail Mary, especially with the fumble on the energy crisis. Um, but then to follow up opening Texas with that whole immediately trying to blame the the upcoming consequences on illegals. is just like, let's stir up fear that brown people are going to give us. Well, that's. Because, yeah, that's absolutely what the reaction was. Uh, yeah, people started um, saying that, like, oh, well, now if the COVID rates go up, it's because of all the illegals. I hope all these leftists are okay with all the illegals were on spreading COVID, as if it's as not, if you know, Texas was the, free of COVID beforehand. And everything. Uh, yeah. We're by no means free of COVID. I just looked it up. We just got, like, 5,000 new cases today. Yeah, like, and I saw a post today cool. where he said it was, like, COVID cases were down 42%, which, again, like... Let's look at this fractally. If that were correct, that would mean that he was racist and wrong. But it's also not correct. Um, <laughs> um, well, has uh, they've also there's been a significant decrease in the amount of testing being done because the vaccinations are coming out. So people have quit testing in hopes of getting a vaccination shot. Right. And the people that are vaccinated have quit testing, even though they're not 100% sure that once you're vaccinated that you can't spread it and are more, I, I believe that the last thing that I saw said that they're positive that it gives you, that if you were to contract it, it gives you an asymptomatic COVID experience. Um, but <laughs> that they're not 100% sure on whether or not you're totally immune or just asympt- or just going to be asymptomatic. Which is why they've continued enforcing masks at the federal level and many state levels. Right. So they're not just releasing typhoid mirrors. Yeah, so you don't have a bunch of people wrecking all of the people who have not had the ability to get the vaccine yet. Or unable to even, or allowed to even get it. Right, because it's been such, especially in Texas, it's been such a slow rollout. 
um, where frontline workers, like at all of the medical experts in Texas recommended that the next tier be frontline workers. And he decided to make it people 50 and older next, um, which are not like very much or rather very often not frontline workers. Um, right. <laughs> and so it's, yeah. So opening up the state and removing masks, putting all of the frontline workers in more danger than they were before as frontline workers, and then not even letting them go to the front of the line for vaccines. Um, but he's prepared to blame illegal immigrants for the deaths that he's going to cause with that. Well, COVID hits different when a brown person gives it to you. That, that was the only, like, I had some dude from, like, my church growing up in Corpus that I didn't even know that we were friends on Facebook, but he commented for the first time probably ever in the course of a friendship on something that I posted <laughs> about that was like, well, it's Biden's fault that he's dropping all of these illegals with COVID. And I was just like, there's already Texans with covid so like do i have to like tell people like people from mexico and honduras and el salvador they're not like airdropped into your city yeah as like assault teams with, to come and get the, you with like, the vid they're also <laughs> I, like i had to ask oh. i was like is illegal immigrant covid worse than regular covid because texas is not free of regular covid um and so if <laughs> there's no difference then this does then this argument makes no sense and if there is a difference please tell me because i'm sure the cdc would like to know what the difference is <laughs> um God. yeah because we have enough variant strains here right. already uh so that brings us to today the new and expanded voter suppression that abbott is pushing um because texas legislator legislature um just dropped an avalanche of um new bills to try to ensure election integrity in texas um i really hate this like the new republican talking point especially because this there's never been yeah, real evidence there's of never, it. And like this, and we, I, I, I think we probably talked about it in both the last two episodes. I can't remember. Like the, the boogeyman that Republicans invent in their head, uh, going back to like welfare queens and stuff, um, that they always have oh, yeah. this like caricature that's evil that doesn't actually exist that they use to justify like bigotry. Um, and that's this one that they don't want. They, they saw how close this last uh election was and because in texas it was within like a million votes for the or something like that the last that i saw i might have changed at least like on election or right. when the election was called texas had like um a million vote difference which for like 30 million people is not a huge difference right and that's also like a paired along with again the mass right that was already after the ballot had. boxes and stuff so and- they're mad that so many <laughs> And one just like and the just the general gerrymandering of the all yeah. the counties and stuff like that's... and uh, and so yeah they're mad that that was that that was so close that so many minority voices got heard um, in this last election so they're brazenly <laughs> openly um 
continuing their war on democracy and the democratic process. It's like, could you imagine if like the well, opposite were the case, if Democrats were trying this openly to make sure that Republicans couldn't vote? Oh my God, they'd be the devil. Um, but now, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember there being a, a, a black or a brown founding father, so... Right. Who's freedom really for? So this article right. I'm looking at for this, for the, the new, um, <laughs> for the new, yeah. I'm not actually <laughs> I'm a racist. Skim past that. <laughs> uh, the article <laughs> that I'm reading, um, okay, this is the democratic response to all of the bills that, the bills that have been passed, one of them is trying to decrease um, early voting access, which I don't know how you spin that uh to say that that's for vote like for anything other than voter suppression like what does voting early have to do with voter fraud i here's the thing the more people who are able to vote and vote efficiently the more likely they are to not be republican that they're gonna get voted out of office yeah the more like they're gonna get and voted out you, of office that's like just, how do you that's, that's, spin that any other way like than that like it's not even like uh, with the well, ballot boxes, you could say like oh, more well, votes. I don't know. I don't even know what you say about the ballot boxes, but that seems at least less obscene than. So it has to do with the way they they interpret numbers. Where like if it's in their favor, say like the percentage of deaths due to COVID. Oh, it's only like one to three percent. Right. really means millions of people. Um, or like in this case, if voters if fraudulent votes account for like it's oh i've got it it's point zero 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 one five percent of votes cast see that number sounds bad but if there's more votes that number in a literal sense is bigger so instead of like 17 maybe next time fraudulent votes account for like 30, 30. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to uh, the more people who vote or are able to vote at different times will literally increase the number of fraudulent votes, maybe. But not by a significant, substantial, or even relevant number. Right. And this is my favorite thing. So this, so in this um, little bit that Abbott's been fighting for, now that they're just, like, rolling out all of these things, um, let me find the exact wording real quick. Okay, here's the wording on the article. <clears throat> the governor also said that he was aware that election fraud had changed the outcome of a local election, but didn't elaborate on when that was, who was involved, or what ultimately happened as a result of the fraud, only that he didn't know if any occurred last year. Oh my god. Which, when I read that, made me realize that this man is in a wheelchair because he's packed full of so much bullshit that he can't walk. I... <laughs> Uh, you cannot contain that amount of bullshittery. No, you gotta sit down legs. when you're stuffed with that much fucking bullshit. Um, the fact that he said, "Oh, I know it's happened," but would not cite a tyrant's. What, what that makes me think is that it was actually voter fraud that swung it towards Republicans, and that's why he's like, "Oh, oh yeah. I know that." That's what like abusers do, right? So they like. They're worried that you're going to cheat on them because they're capable of cheating. And that's yeah. like the Republican staple is that they know that they cheat. And so they're scared about you cheating. And so they're <laughs> uh, <laughs> that just the fact that he would not cite the time, the instance, the people that makes me think it had to have been a Republican 
it either uh, it, it either was a Republican instance because there is in fact lots of evidence of that happening um, of you know our previous president asking someone to fraudulize votes for him. Well, and the um, first fraudulent ballot that they found was what guy got his dead mom's ballot and voted for Trump. The, I read like immediately following the election. It was in Nevada. That was the very first. And I like one of the only, if not the only fraudulent ballot that they found. And they found it because death records. <laughs> it's almost like we figured out the voting process decades ago. Um, or how just to count votes from living people. Um, oh, but it either sounds like, yeah, obviously it was a Republican fraudulent case. Like it was for probably him, if nothing else. Um, at, or, you know, Abbott did it. Abbott directly. Yeah, he, he was the one that did vote. it. He's like, I know that we're, we've got I a vulnerability because I did it. I have a real close friend who has this problem with giving fraudulent votes for himself. He's a governor of a really cool state, not Texas, <laughs> but governor of a really cool state full of really cool things like COVID. Like COVID. And what's what's really funny about like going back to the ballot box thing is that in California, the Republican Party was actually under fire for having unofficial ballot boxes, which the problem with that would be like they could throw out ballots because they're not formal or like observed they were just like setting up random ballot boxes and they were yeah, they told to cease and desist the hold the top uh yeah and so like texas is over there like you only get one ballot box but then the republicans in california are like oh here's a bunch of ballot boxes for the democrats um i was just like every fucking instance of a republican doing anything is just them trying to cheat to retain power or gain power <laughs> Well, they've had these systems set up for literally decades to centuries where it's been skewed in their favor. Um, whether they call themselves Republicans or Democrats at the time, skewed in the favor of bigots and capitalists and people in power for the most part. And it's getting harder and harder for them to get away with that and keep it quiet. Because like, you and I are talking about yeah. it. Internet exists. Um they can't do a proclamation without ranting something racist or bigoted on tweet, uh, Twitter and Facebook. I said Twitter, Twitter, Twitter and Facebook. Um, but the evidence is everywhere now. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that, that percentage that I gave you was 16 minor offenses were small infractions, such as addresses not matching of the 11 million ballots cast. Oh, that, and so that's the point zero 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 one five percent of votes. And also, that was the other thing that one of the mandates is for is to give a more severe punishment for, um, like, ballots being, um, accident like mistake. Oh, ballot mistakes. A more severe punishment for ballot mistakes, which obviously very very scriptedly targets people who maybe have less. Uh, literacy um right because a ballot mistake can happen for many reasons that aren't fraud and yeah. so for it to be less time to vote and a more severe ballot related punishment for ballot mistakes is just like literally like uh this last election black people got to vote and we can't be having that again next election i say we change things up a little bit you have to own land to vote. 
out. Let's just yeah. throw this out there. You have to be able to they pay more in taxes. And, yeah. I think we should skew the votes so the people who make up a smaller percentage of the population have their votes count less. Like, I don't know, we'll use a fraction. Maybe not half. Half is too little. Uh, three-fifths. We'll count their votes mm. three-fifths as much as anyone else's. I think that yeah. sounds fair as a wealthy white man. Right. <laughs> and then also, like, the whole... Uh, religious people not making up a majority but having the majority of the Supreme Court and oh, yeah. uh, most of the Republican <laughs> beliefs that are touted are, aren't even in tune with the majority of the public's beliefs like with marijuana and stuff but uh, oh. <laughs> yeah they've created a system where the absolute silent majority. minority of people get to control a majority of people against their will Real cool, real fun. My favorite part about America. A cool place to live. A cool place to live. That's the title of my next book. My first book. I've never written a book. <laughs> the title of my next and only book. <laughs> god. Oh my god, that is so... That, oh, that's really genuinely horrifying. Because um, he's not called out as much as... Other politicians are again. For instance, in a little bit, I'm going to go on a Ted Cruz rant, and I had way more about Ted Cruz just doing dumb shit than Abbott actively and openly. Yeah, you know what? Openly and somewhat successfully uh, oppressing his own states uh, and voters. the and then the city's voters of the city of Austin, and yeah. then the yeah. Just like everywhere he can. Everyone he possibly can. Um, and I don't understand how Republicans who like claim that they're all, you know, pro-America, pro-democracy, pro-freedom, this and that, can like watch Abbott so blatantly commit voter suppression and not have a problem with that. Well, it's because they don't have a problem with it. It's because it's not unique to Texas. Of course. Well, no, um, but like specifically like because because right now Abbott is... The most oh, open. Oh, because he's starting to say this, the quiet stuff out loud, right. basically. That, but, like, there's not um, been any Republican backlash. And I'm sure he'll get there eventually, because it does take a lot. It takes a whole lot for a Republican to mess up so bad. Saying, again, that's something I'll believe, but too loudly to get noticed. Um, I remember, like, three or four years ago, uh, Steve King. Uh, I don't recall. He was, ooh, I'm going to get this wrong, probably. He was, uh, I believe, a senator or a congressman, the Republican Party, who had the original idea, actually, of like building a giant wall uh, at the border of Texas and Mexico. Oh, yeah. Um, he was on the news with like Trump. Trump literally saying, he and I agree on a lot of things. We are like-minded people. Steve King is a good man. Uh, come to find out, Steve King also doesn't believe the word white supremacist should be bad. Yeah. Because he's a white supremacist. And it was only until he said that, that he was F finally, you know, kicked out of Republican circles. Uh, Tucker said he said bad things. Um, I don't think he ever said he was wrong, but he did say Steve King shouldn't be like saying bad things like that. You have to literally cross a line to where you are irredeemable in the eyes of Republicans, to be finally canceled 
canceled. Mm. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, to be yeah to be canceled because that's that's uh, yeah. All right, so that's everything that I've got in all my notes thus far. Um, if you want to go ahead and do your stuff, sure. Um, I'll jump into my more serious story and with something good. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, then I have some fun Ted Cruz stuff. He really just just gave it to me this nice. week in a fun way. <laughs> in a fun way, in a good way. Um, my first set of notes, though, are literally just titled Holy Hell Ice. I actually don't have a ton of information on this. Because every time I search for it, I can only find, like, a couple actual articles that are saying anything about it. And they're not. And most of them link back to the same one. It is a pretty recent event. So the National Archive... Um, Division of American Government uh, and ICE <laughs> have been told that they are no longer like a federal judge finally ruled um, just this past weekend that ICE and the National Archives are no longer allowed to destroy records of sexual assault and detainee deaths just this past weekend. Oh, wow. The, Jesus. That's the final, finally been ruled. Um, uh, three groups sued NARA after it approved. It, they actually approved it initially. Uh, National Archives approved ICE's plan to destroy records for which it no longer had a, quote, business use. What the fuck? Arguing the plan, the groups argued that they failed to consider the research value of the documents. Because there is, in fact, uh, a law somewhere saying that records can be destroyed if they no longer have research value or business purposes which is horrifying phrasing for ISIS trying to destroy evidence of their countless allegations. Uh, yeah, that's um, insane. And obviously ISIS wanted to do this not because they need to make more room in their filing cabinets or on their hard drives or anything. They're, you know, they're literally getting rid of their records of misconduct because then they can cite no, that never happened. There's no evidence of our long history of misconduct and abuse. Um, and I, I, I think I actually tweet about this. Like, this just in. Evil overlords finally find out they're not allowed to hide evidence. That is a crime. That's an obstruction of justice. Other phrases meaning you're doing a bad thing and trying to get away with it. Um, and yeah, and it just feels weird that the only reason they're made to stop doing this which is, again, I think we talked about this during my earlier ICE episode. They were trying to deport people who were being assaulted, or not being, this, in this sense, they were being deported because they had hysterectomies performed on them against their knowledge and will uh, before they could come to court and testify against the person who did this to them. They hide evidence. They, again, same article or same um, episode last time. Uh, years before, they withheld evidence of a detainee deaths from their reports so that they didn't look bad on them. Um, they're all trying to, they're trying to do this weird attempt at saving face in a way that makes them lose face. <laughs> um, oh, we gotta make ourselves look better. ICE isn't just an organization that hunts down brown people for sport. We're good people who just want to save America from Mm-hmm. Brown people, yeah, I, I, I don't. From the the plague that is immigrants, I guess I don't know. 
I really don't know what their purpose is anymore. Like what they're, I don't know what their proper upfront phrasing is for why their job is necessary. Um, when it's been proven repeatedly that like immigrants do not account for a disproportionate number of crimes. They, they do not account for like aggressive misuse of tax dollars. None of that is true. They in fact put money into the economy by working which is what everyone else does. Um, and it's not like we have this amazing healthcare system that they can abuse. Right. <laughs> oh, no, they're coming here for all of our free medicine that doesn't leave you in crippling debt for life. And you can't get uh, welfare assistance or food stamps without a job, which you can't get and which you can't prove that you have without a social security number. Cool, yeah. All these immigrants ruining America. Oh. Again, I guess with their brownness. Um, I want to cite this that old Tucker Carlson bit. We, I think we talked about it before. Where a town in northern America, I forgot what state it was. I'll look up when, eventually and we'll watch the video together in horror. Um, their Hispanic population jumped up but within like a 10 years time frame. Uh, people moved there and probably had kids, which is what people do when they move there with families. Mm-hmm. And he didn't think that the American people could handle the shock, the culture shock of having to interact with a different language and brown people. Was when that was the whole uh, press one for English like bullshit? started oh i i think it was after that like, but yeah it's probably along the same lines like uh, america can't handle Spring multiple english. languages existing in its borders this is america we speak english the english is a bastardized bastardization of a bunch of languages no one of them. <laughs> uh mostly uh like romance languages so like over the latin origins like spanish but all right yeah in fact cool. many there's many shared nuanced <laughs> words it's, that's cool too, Tucker. Um, God, what led me down that thing? Oh, yeah, they're they're trying to do these horrible things that basically help them look better to a public that already either hates them or is all for them because they also hold these horrible bigoted beliefs. Like they're not convincing me or anyone remotely along my same line of thought that they're doing good things. No. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I take that back. Uh, they won liberals over, apparently. Because um, every time I get on and Biden's talked about his kid cages, it's liberals talk about how they're doing a great job. Yeah, just and totally ignoring the crisis at the border. The 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 12,000 unaccompanied minors in captivity currently. Um, oh, which is going to lead me. I think I had a little bit more on this. But I want to segue, like, side note real fast, uh, to Ted Cruz again. It's less of a fun Ted Cruz bit. It's more of a horrific Ted Cruz, why would you say something like that bit. Give me one second to find it. I think it was deleted because I no longer see it on my Twitter profile. Um, But Ted Cruz had tweeted about... America being tired of all the rapists and murderers in our country. Oh yeah, I have a I have a bit on that for Cruz when you when we get well, 
if we uh, we could go ahead and talk about it now. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, so it was when the Senate was talking about the new COVID relief bill, and he just went out on the floor and started spouting regular Republican bullshit. And it was so bad that it was immediately called out by one of his colleagues, like because. It's not even something that required like thinking or fact checking. So he went out there saying that, uh, oh, this bill is going to go to illegals and we got to make sure that it doesn't go to rapists and murderers and all that shit. And uh, the thing about it is that if this bill is no different than the last two uh, stimulus bills in that the payouts go to your bank account that was attached to your tax return, which can only be done if you have a social security number, which right. is only a thing if you're a US citizen. So he went out there, went on this long bit about rapists and murderers and and all that, getting the fourteen hundred dollar checks. And then uh yeah, he had one of the Democratic colleagues on the floor that was just like that's absolutely and violently untrue because that's no different than the last two, which were direct deposited into bank accounts that got their tax returns. Right. Um, and then the rest of the checks were physically mailed to people who got their tax returns mailed <laughs> to them or their tax return checks mailed to them. But either way, yeah. uh, he, he basically didn't, skip a beat to go up there and call brown people rapists and murderers um without cause because they weren't even going to be getting any of the stimulus and I, I don't i don't get how i haven't heard that writer in a little while i know trump said it during his i think his initial presidency but it hasn't been, it hasn't come up a lot since then because it's a horrific racist thing yeah to say. it doesn't <laughs> win you points especially with like uh, like this is the that's the crossing the line where legal immigrants who do support you in attacking illegal immigrants are suddenly not OK because they're also brown. So like if you throw all brown people under the bus of being rapists and murderers, then the people who are here legally that are supporting you uh, suddenly lose interest in you because <laughs> they're like, wait, yeah. but I'm not a rapist and murderer. <laughs> not that they care at all about <laughs> the illegal immigrants. But yeah, that just that rhetoric is just violent. Ooh. Not that Republicans care about what well, rape specifically, anyways. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> who cares? The, the women are all liars, anyways. Despite you know studies showing they, they're right. not. They're not. When no one, no one gets like cool bonus points for coming out and pointing out their assaulter. They don't become famous and popular, not for good no. reasons. They don't get money for it. They're usually called lying whores in fact on tv and get death threats constantly for like the taylor swift yeah. case where there was photographic evidence and she was a celebrity and only countersued for uh one dollar uh and still had to go up there for a three-day trial for that sexual harassment suit um right and that was like a famous wealthy person and she proved that it was a thing by only suing for a dollar and there was photographic evidence of his hand up her skirt. Uh, yeah. And that's what it took for people to believe her. So like, yeah, there, there is definitely no clean break. So yeah, they can forward. throw that argument right out. Also, they don't care about murderers. Um, Cause 
cops do it well, all the time. And the that's CIA cool. and the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I tweeted something along the lines of, oh, Ted Cruz, uh, he thinks that all illegal immigrants are rapists and murderers, despite the fact that, you know, a big issue we have right now isn't with all illegal immigrants, it's with unaccompanied minors who are coming in. That's like the current crisis, is all the unaccompanied minors coming in. So you think these 12,000 kids being housed in government facilities are all rapists and murderers? That's a really, really, really weird argument for you to try to make yeah. right now. And it's been deleted. And they make it about <laughs> the people seeking refugee status, too, who are fleeing political violence. Like, yeah, I'm a yeah. rapist. And rather than Asylum raping in my seekers. own general uh, locale, I'm going to go seek political refuge in the United States to go do my raping and murdering there. Like, what? That just doesn't make sense. No, nothing about it makes sense. Um, and it's just a, it's a real scumbag thing for him to say and do. And he's not being called out on it enough. Um, I know CNN likes to point out like when would Trump would be like not call out like white supremacists uh-huh. who are a fan of him. Do we finally get to where like reporters are like, hey, you said some really vile and racist you shit. You want to go ahead and correct that or are you going to stick to your guns? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it's great that, that, you know, CNN and like Washington Post aren't sucking Republican dick. But, like, it gets, it gets to a point you, where, like, yeah. <laughs> Just not being in support of them is not enough anymore. Like that's, we've gone past the uh, the bit of society where we can be like, well, we we have different views and all. No, no, no. This, like, is, this, is, this is not a matter of different views. Get, They're the opposition is getting genocidal and it needs to stop. <laughs> what he said are literally fighting words. Um, if he said it to me in public, we would throw down. In fact, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. If anyone said that, if you were at a bar and somebody was like, hey, you know what? Brown people are rapists and murderers. Like, the fuck? Like, what do you expect? Like, (laughs) I don't know what kind of reaction you expect from statements like that, but that's the reason that we should definitely bring back um, duels. Gun duels. (laughs) Because not having any sort of potential consequence for the things you say is what's actually soured this country. At least, like, yeah, yeah, duels were immature and kind of fucked up, but, like, you were held accountable for saying fucking shit like that. It was, yeah, it was also a bit of an equalizer because right now, there's not a whole lot I can do. Uh, against someone with as much authority and power as like Ted Cruz or Greg Abbott. But there was a duel in place, and I had a legitimate case against him. I wouldn't have to sit there in court for three to five years just to have no. a settlement and have him get away with it, basically. No, no, no. We're meeting in three weeks on this hilltop, and I'm taking out your kneecaps with a crowbar. All right? That's, yeah. just, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, at the very least, bringing back uh, mutual combat being legal... Um... Yeah, because like I hate that like it, it seems know. like toxic masculinity when you at, on at the surface level, but like realistically, people should yeah. not be allowed to just say whatever they want to that degree. Uh, and yeah, I'll admit a large part of it is that innate desire. It was why like action movies are big is because they present like real world problems like inequality and all that, and they make it seem like you fighting. can fix it by like yeah. punching someone in the face. Yeah, fighting. And I kind of want some of that in real life. I want some real life immediate satisfaction, some comeuppance. On yeah, at the very least, like people saying horrific, yeah, racist. Yeah, at the very nonsense. least, the satisfaction of fucking punching in the mouth someone like Tucker Carlson or 
Uh, oh my god. Or, yeah, like, just, like, because... I really just want to see anyone in that, like, area of our life um, receive consequences, I guess. I just want some consequences. Yeah, it doesn't have to be violent consequences, but there should be consequences for that, because there's not enough. Like, so, you have to basically go off the rails right. and say something insane to be punished and that and that still doesn't happen at the political level that's only right. at the like news anchor level they just get fired and go work for someone else uh, they get a bunch of republicans by them oh we're, we're gonna fight cancel culture by giving this guy a voice who's a racist yeah it's so hard to like impeach or repeal or like uh recall politicians during their term um, and the fact that there's no certainty that their base won't s- strengthen in resolve based right. on their rhetoric, it's that like there's a chance that they can say that shit and it actually gets them re- like reelected. Like like uh, the fact that Trump got elected running on a platform exactly. of that rhetoric in the first place to like own the libs or whatever. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the latter half of my ice bit. I'll go ahead and go through it. Um, also, going back to ICE specifically, uh, I mentioned the 12,000 kids in captivity. Um, that is an actual number, not like a, an ex- ex- exaggerated amount. Um, Health and Human Services mm-hmm. is currently housing roughly 8,500 minors in custody. Not housing, my, they have them in custody at their facilities, mm-hmm. um, with another 3,500 being held at Border Patrol stations, um, which is horrifying. This is not including the nine or so plus thousand who are currently being sponsored and held in homes. Um, now currently it's being kind of worked out in the white house and in Congress. Um, they're trying to separate the unity between ice and health and human services. Cause right now they currently share information regarding the sponsors of their unaccompanied minors. Um, health and human services obviously has information on sponsors because a lot or a, a percentage of minors who come here are eventually released as sponsors and homes. Um, and they usually aim for like close family or people of some relation to the kid. So if they come here, but they have aunts and uncles, that's where they get sponsored and housed at within ideally, ideally they want it within a few weeks, but all these kids have been there for over months at this point. Um, but ice would always have also have information regarding those sponsors and those homes. So the worry has been, that because ICE has that information, they would misuse that and use it to pursue and harass people they believe might have associations with undocumented migrants, which is not at all surprising. I, I absolutely believe they've done that in the mm. past. I, that, that is a drop in the bucket of some of the horrors they've committed. Um, so currently they are working on separating the unity between those two um, government offices that only health and human services would have open uh, open have information regarding sponsors in hopes that this would in fact bring forward more of these kids families who who previously were scared which is reasonable horrifying still because that just means a kid is being held captive but they're hoping that brings forward more families to come get these kids basically yeah um because in the meantime health and human services has actually opened up their holding cells to full capacity, um, despite COVID guidelines, just to deal with the amount of kids that they're holding. Jesus. Uh, which is going to obviously increase the amount of COVID cases that spread. 
and they're in, they, you know they're also going to be unable to take care of all these kids. So we're going to have increased numbers of misconduct and assault because um, of course we are. So and, it, and I'll, I will say this is a good thing on Biden's administration that they are at least trying to take away some of ISIS power um, and get a little bit more transparency in how they act. But it still just feels like putting band-aids on a problem when that they could just get rid of ice, just get rid of it. Yeah. They're not doing anything beneficial. They're sucking up billions of dollars with the sole purpose of just harassing non-American born people. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, uh, back to Ted Cruz and to loop around of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we've already talked about Ted Cruz's green eggs and ham nonsense has grifting of 125,000 freaking dollars from people. Um, so the other day I just, I just Googled Ted Cruz and hit news and the first five articles that came up were Ted Cruz signed Dr. Seuss books, raising $125,000. I know words. I learned how to speak before. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is an article saying you can always move to Cancun. Ted Cruz battered for complaining Joe Biden's administration is boring. Um, Princeton Debate Society strips Ted Cruz of prestigious honor. Oh. Uh, Ted Cruz's favorite porn star, Corey Chase, is more patriotic than he'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> that one just got me. Um, uh, Ted Cruz trader billboards going up in his Texas neighborhood. Oh my God. Just. And this wasn't even like my personal laptop. That's full of liberal agenda nonsense, I guess. That's that's my confession, yeah. NSA. There you go. Um, this is my work computer. And I, did, I didn't type in Ted Cruz, bigot, Ted Cruz, bad person. I just typed in his name and Google <laughs> gave this to me. <laughs> um, oh, man, that just made me so happy. Um, well, I guess maybe there is some punishment for shitty behavior then. Yeah, or oh, some, but it's all it's all like goofy nonsense. Um, I did read some of the the Corey Chase article. Uh, she apparently is not a fan of Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently at one point, Ted Cruz was also an outspoken opponent for like sex toys. I I forgot about this entirely. Uh, that doesn't surprise um, me. Actually, I think I remember that being a thing whenever the nine eleven jerk off uh, to stepmom Twitter porn uh, oh, happened. Definitely. Like it's weird that he's such a big fan of hers. Um, but he has been quoted saying, um, "There is no substantive due process right to stimulate one's genitals for non medical purposes, unrelated to procreation, or outside of an interpersonal relationship." Um, which tells me that his wife definitely suggested a few things because he was not trying to perform me. Yeah. And he's like, you are un-American because you believe you should orgasm. <laughs> he and Ben Shapiro hang out on weekends. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's also never seen his wife's wet ass pussy. <laughs> also, uh, this led me to a real fun video of him. when He was like 18. Um, and I'll send you the link later on. Uh, he like just graduated, and it was a video. Like, oh, so what do you what do you want to do now that you're like graduated high school in eighteen? And he's directly quoted saying, "Well, you know, I I really want to be in a tit film." 
that's my character's voice. You're all <laughs> <one>. <laughs> um, he then says some bunch of weird stuff about wanting to take over the world and be a, a world dictator, um, which is not at all foreshadowing for the rest of his life. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then the very last uh, camera shot is of his father, uh, Rafael Cruz, I think is what his name is. Saying, oh, so what do you think, Dad? Do you, do you want him to rule the world? And he goes, well, God, I hope not. Because <sighs> guess what? No one likes Ted Cruz. Not even his own dad. No one likes Ted Cruz. In 2016, GOP Senator Lindsey Graham said, have you killed Ted Cruz on the floor of the Senate and the trial was in the Senate? Nobody would convict you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the same year that Donald Trump called Ted Cruz's wife ugly. And then within the year, Ted Cruz was eating Sorry, Trump's boot. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That's funny. Ted Cruz, Ted the worst Cruz. love person in America. Wow. All right. That's all I got. Uh, I've got a couple funny loopbacks. Uh, first, well, we'll do the one that's not as funny. <laughs> um, so going back to the whole, like, uh, I believe I said in the last episode that uh, anybody who's railing against cancel culture just wants to be able to say the N word at work. Right. Um, and I have evidence for that now. Because uh, before I said it was just like uh, the Superman and Clark Kent, like they're never seen in the same room together. And that <laughs> makes me suspect. Um, so there was a basketball team, um, a girls high school basketball t- game that was uh, last week. And let me see. I'm trying to find the article. There it is. Um, <clears throat> it was on Friday. And a couple of the girls on one of the teams were kneeling during the anthem and the reporters had a hot mic incident where they said, one of the reporters said, I hope Norman gets their ass kicked. Um, and then continue to call them F and N words. Uh, and, uh, when, yeah, that was after he realized that they were kneeling. Um, right. and so, and I can only imagine, one, I imagine he's going to lose his job. And two, I imagine there will be people that say that it's because of cancel culture, which three leads me to my final point that I now have evidence for cancel culture <laughs> crew, anti-cancel culture crew being people who just want to be able to say the N-word at work without repercussions. Because he said it about high school girls playing a basketball game. Um, I... <sighs> Why is there just like this weird fixation on patriotism being president ball games? They're games. They're literally games. You you run around, you, your your balls smell sweaty, and the game's over. Why is this considered like a holy of holy event? Uh at the professional level because of paid patriotism with where the yeah. DOD paid for it. At the high school level, I assume it's just a m- following pace with the professional scene. Why are you playing? If like become professional, yeah, that kind of mindset. yeah, yeah, yeah. And when in reality, like if this was really that big a deal, you just wouldn't have the players come out during the anthem or not play the anthem. Like, uh, um, what's his name? 
uh, the Shark Tank. Um, Mark Cuban. Mark, Mark, Mark Cuban. Cuban. Yeah. So like for uh, the long longest time, Mark Cuban, and I can't remember if we talked about this or not. Maybe in the first episode, uh, Mark Cuban hmm. was um, not playing his or not playing the anthem at all during the game, and no one had noticed. And then someone finally uh noted, or no he mentioned it um he mentioned it briefly <clears throat> and that drew attention to it and then all of a sudden the nba started forcing him to play it again um even though no one had noticed that he had gone like seven games without playing it because <laughs> there was no one well, there yeah one because there was no one there and two because like uh it's, it doesn't affect the quality of the game You don't game notice. At all. If it if no one tells you that it didn't happen, you don't notice that it didn't happen. Um, and so anyway, uh, yeah, we've got we've got that where they blatantly and that's also like he hit the like exact jackpot of why people are kneeling in the first place. If teenage girls can't kneel at the start of a basketball game without being called F and N words by the game announcer, then they absolutely need to be kneeling because, like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a, that's a direct demonstration um, of why, like, the protests are necessary. Yeah. The other thing um, that I wanted to touch on, I've got like three more brief stories that are about as short as that one. The the next one is, uh, did you see that Tucker Carlson is under attack by military personnel? <laughs> No, the military oh turned on Tucker because when uh, I think it was the army, some branch was doing a promotion for um, more women officers. He went out and said that that was going to make our military weaker. And all of our female service members are and most of our male service members as well. Like a, a large number of service members are. uh both confused and angry that he would say such a thing about their colleagues or themselves. Um, <clears throat> that women weak in the military when they were on a campaign for more female officers. Um, so yeah, Tucker Carlson is officially under attack by the U S military. Um, hope they don't find oil in his house. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, last couple things. All right, I'm going to do this one next. Uh, so Republicans were quick to start spreading the absolute fake news that um, the bill, the 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 most recent um, stimulus bill, that only nine percent of mm -hmm. it went to um, COVID. And the rest of it was political pork, quote unquote, which I hate that term so fucking much. I don't I don't know why the word political pork irritates me, but it does. Um, <laughs> and so maybe it's just it doesn't make sense. I don't. Uh, anyway, um, so they were saying, oh, did you see the did you see the Twitter spat between the military oh, and military Twitter account and Tucker? Oh, the official account. No, I just saw service members. Oh, my God. Um, apparently they had to issue an apology. They did? Because uh, the Tucker, yeah. Oh, I'm assuming whoever run the account had gotten in trouble and someone else took over and apologized. What did they say? <laughs> uh, initially they responded to him, uh, 
they posted a picture of the military said, well, it looks like in today's armed forces, Tucker, get right before you get left. <laughs> That's so good. Someone responded, uh, please focus on China and not Tucker Carlson. And the account said, come back when you've served and been pregnant. Um, Cause he also, attacked yeah, yeah, yeah. there women. were, se- and there were uh, several officers that I saw who were women that served with during their pregnancy that had like, they don't female, like pregnant female officers don't see combat. Well, most of our military doesn't see combat, but, uh, right. The specifically pregnant female officers, but they could do their job as far as like being in the military goes fine. Yeah. I mean, there are other jobs, active combat. Yeah. Foreign people. Yeah. Bombing hospitals and whatnot. Um, but yeah, they got they got attacked by a bunch of right wing figures. They don't say who. Oh no, Jack Posobiec, conspiracy theorist. Um. Oh, they're shaming them for. Oh, no, they're criticizing them for shaming an American citizen and engaging in politicized back and forth. I mean, he oh was gosh. attacking women. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's a fun one. Yeah. Tucker's about to get canceled by the military. Oh, someone claimed it was a propaganda war on Tucker Carlson. Time to cut the budget in half. What the? I mean, what I'm all for that. Though. Uh, yes, yes, but if like, that's what it takes. <laughs> if it takes Tucker being a misogynist pig to get the military budget cut, then I guess whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. I prefer Tucker Carlson cut, but you know, I'll, either one's a win. <laughs> I'll cut his Carlson. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. the fake news on the bill um, that I saw like immediately taking effect on people that I have on my Facebook feed, um, they claimed that 9% of the bill was for COVID and the rest of it was political pork. And they keep using this 9% figure, but uh, when they had it, the breakdown of it, which like um, Politico had the breakdown where they did say that it was mostly true. Their fact check meter said it was mostly true that there was frivolous spending, but that it was only like 1% of the bill that was involved in frivolous spending. Um, Cause there was a couple of projects, infrastructure projects that they got funded uh but that amounted to about 1% of the bill Um, because the, so the 9% that they're referencing is the amount that was spent on actual active COVID containment, like vaccine rollouts and stuff like that, PPE equipment, um, all that good shit. And that's what's 9%. But that 9% figure that they said that is, is all that went to COVID doesn't even include the $1,400 checks, Um, which is is a a fat chunk of that bill. Um, Mm -hmm. because it's the same price tag as Trump's bill that included $1,200 payouts. Um, and so like exactly the same price as, but they all immediately bought into it that, that we've been, um, fleeced by the Democrats that it's all for all these backroom shady deals when (laughs) in reality it's got less quote unquote pork in it than, Trump's $2 trillion bill because Trump's had more tax cuts for wealthy in it and more loans for bigger business or the loans went to bigger businesses. 
Um, Smaller checks and no vaccines. Yeah. And so a lot more of that money, um, you know, that nine, 9% that is going to vaccines and stuff. Where did that 9% go in Trump's bill? Um, Because they're like, I I even saw someone on Facebook that was like, um, why does it cost $2 trillion if uh, it's all for COVID? I was like, are aware that the CARES Act was also $1.9 trillion, right? Um, So, yeah, I wanted to talk about that with the sole purpose of dispelling that idea because that's they're hammering that home, that 9% thing. I've seen it everywhere. Every news article I've seen talk about the COVID bill. I see people in the comments section. I even saw one where a guy posted a picture that was a Forbes article title that said, is there any wasteful spending in this bill? And this was before it even got trimmed by the Senate. Um, and then it had a like little infographic pie chart underneath it that said Pelosi's payout and had uh, like how much of it was for, or like these pie charts that implied that it was all for her pet projects, her liberal agenda. Um, and I was like, that doesn't even sound like Forbes. And so I went and found that article and there's no infographics or anything picture related in that article at all. Uh, and they don't say any of that in the article because I was like, that's really unprofessional for Forbes. And yeah, they don't say that. Uh, so it was literally <laughs> like hardcore propaganda cut and pasting that against a Forbes article title. Um and yeah, so that's that's the bit they're going for right now. Absolutely forgetting <laughs> that the CARES Act also cost two trillion dollars. Yeah, it's it's an easy number to forget. Um, um, and my final story, which will end it on a semi funny but also kind of sad note. Uh, sad because of how stupid it is. Um, <laughs> so there was a Kentucky politician that was uh, arguing against or arguing that businesses shouldn't have to comply with mask mandates. And um, in his arguments, he said, we've never had to use masks for a pandemic or epidemic before. Why didn't we have to use it to stop um, the flu? And he, he said a couple other things, but he also mentioned um, the AIDS oh, epidemic. Yeah, I saw that. <sighs> so why didn't we have to use masks to prevent the spread of HIV AIDS? Which really just goes to show how detrimental our um, education system has been on teaching about the history of the AIDS epidemic in this country. Oh, and that like, um, I went to a Texas school and we didn't learn about it. Yeah, no, I and I didn't learn about it till grad school, not yeah. even college. Like I'd never heard about it um, or like the severity. I, I heard it in passing, like the fact that it existed. Right. But not the severity. And yeah, so for someone to think that a primarily sexually transmitted bloodborne pathogen uh, could be prevented by a mask meant to stop a contagious respiratory illness is hilariously terrible and i when i was in the kitchen making dinner listening to that audio it was on cnn and uh i rushed to the living room to see the look on anderson cooper's face because i needed to see a gay man's reaction (laughs) to hearing someone ask why a mask wasn't used to prevent hiv aids um he actually was able to maintain a surprisingly straight face during that conversation (laughs) unlike all of my gay friends on social media who had some of the funniest reactions i've seen when i shared that article oh my god um 
Uh, just, but yeah, that's where we're at in the Republican propaganda machine. That's what we're fighting. A war on every front. Um, do you have anything else? Uh, that should be it. If you ever get the chance to uh, assault a GOP or right-leaning politician, uh, take your chance then. Yeah. Worst they can do Shoot is... Shot, my friend shoot you back that's all they can do <laughs> <laughs> um well then i guess that is more than all the time that we have for this oh yeah episode. we're gonna have to that's gonna be like a two-parter or <laughs> yeah i'll split it in half at some point uh don't forget to follow us on twitter and facebook at add news uh on twitter you can follow both of the hosts in the bio um that's 80 the number the letter d and then news, which I hope you know how to spell. <laughs> Hopefully so. Uh, or else <laughs> this two and a half hour episode was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, in addition, uh, we are available now on Spotify, Buzzsprout, uh, and Apple Podcasts. And whatever real person leaves us like our first five star review with like a, a fun description. I will personally mail you some kind of gift. We don't have merch yet or anything, but like, this is going to be special for me. If I get some weak five-star review that's like, cool guys, I like them. They're nice friends. I'm not going to, you're not going to get anything. Nothing from me. <laughs> Got to be an outstanding five-star review. Like, for the personalized hilarious gift. five-star review. And then like, DM me on Twitter or something. And you'll, you'll get something fun. I promise. You'll get like, 10% of my stimmy, but in, in goods. <laughs> um, yeah, the buzz, the buzz sprout, you find us at addnews.com, which, uh, will direct you to our buzz sprout page. Um, yeah, we're on iTunes and, uh, Spotify as well. And we're, uh, also, um, shit. Did I lose <laughs> it again? I did. We, I had something else I wanted to add to this outro. Uh, I actually, I think it was just the website that I wanted to add. And that's the way the news goes. Stay classy, San Diego and beyond. <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're about good there. <laughs>